Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has faced most of the issues that I talk about on this show. On today's guest episode, I welcome the rebel angel herself, Candice Rabello. Candice is an intuition coach, clairvoyant psychic, and a master breathwork detox facilitator. She works in unlocking people's gifts by awakening their divinity and true life purpose. She also assists women in awakening their divine feminine powers while helping men become more powerful manifestors. Candace and I have the most brilliant, powerful, cosmic conversation and dive right into all of these esoteric, amazing concepts and truly illuminate and share how every single individual alive on the planet today is meant to tap into their inner being and bring forth their inner gifts to bring forth a new world. So take a listen and enjoy. Hi, Candice. Welcome to the Women Waken podcast. Thank you so much, Whitney, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Excited to have you and jump in and explore the work that you do, the gifts that you have. Candice, you are an an intuitive coach, intuition coach, a clairvoyant psychic, master breathwork and detox facilitator. You kind of focus on unlocking people's gifts by awakening their divinity and true life purpose. Love all of these concepts, very drawn to them, very excited about them. I think that this is a time of people unlocking their gifts, a time of coming into awareness of what we're actually capable capable of, of who we really are. I think those two go hand in hand. I think that in our current existence, in our current life experience, a lot of us feel so attached to this very 3D limited reality of what we do and what we're capable of. The truth is we live in an infinite universe and the possibilities are endless as well as our, our abilities and our gifts. And more and more of us are speaking towards, you know, you just shared with me before the call that things that come to you ideas that kind of share with you what, why we came into this specific lifetime reality existence for, right? So take it away. If you could share with us, dive into who you are and what you do, and then maybe kind of share, how did you find your way into this work? Totally. Would love to. So my name is Candice Deboyo. I am a psychic medium, an intuition coach, a clairvoyant channel, and a breathwork, a master breathwork detox facilitator. And teacher. So I've created numerous uh, certifications in my work to really help the current wave of light workers hone in on what their intuitive gifts are, equip them with the right tools, and sort of let them loose on the planet <laughs> to do all the light worker work that we're intended to in this lifetime. And we're rising right now. We're rising in numbers, we're rising in frequency. And now is the time to like get the work done. 
And the work involves like the brunt of clearing out all that blocks your way. That has a lot to do with shadow work, has a lot to do with lineage work, has a lot to do with finding your truest nature again. And also it's again and again and again, over and over and over is we're coming back to ourselves each and every time. So it's a lot of parts integration. It's a lot of bringing ourselves to a more holistic place within our energy bodies and systems. So we're not leaking energy, but we're contained and moving forward with this trajectory that's really aligned with ourselves. That part is easier said than done. And most people don't understand how slow and steady sometimes you really need to be through that process. So my certification processes allow people that steady kind of support, but also teaching them the tools to be able to make money as a light worker out there in the world as well. So it's a very lucrative business for myself. And it's it's such a beautiful thing that I get to like share. Um, it means the most to me. And I believe that light workers deserve to make the most money. Like I believe we deserve to be rich, wealthy, abundant, whatever that is to you. And then some, I believe we deserve more than enough. So that's really part of my mission is to show people, look, you can do this work and no, we're not doing it for pennies. We're not, we're not doing that. And we're getting abundantly paid to do our soul's work. And how I got into this work is um, I mentioned a little bit, you know, I was always told the things that I was going to be doing from a very young age. Like I can remember being visited, um, you know, by my spirit guides at the age of around three and four and them telling me the things that I was going to be doing in this lifetime. And then, you know, you grow older and you tend to forget or you want to pretend that that was your imagination and you go through lots of pain. You know, I had a particularly rough and traumatic upbringing that I had to heal myself from, that I had to pull myself through, you know, the abyss and that process was actually a very sacred time. It took a while, you know, the like the first like really 30 years of my life were really tough, like really challenging um, because of all the trauma I went through and then the healing of that trauma and then the having to find my voice within that and speak my truth and, and share things that had occurred. But once I did, I unlocked a whole new level of my power. And that process really is where I acquired all the tools that I now teach. So I always tell, you know, my clients that what's seemingly bad right now is actually completely equipping your soul with everything you need to do to heal from, as well as teach others in the future. So I always say there's there's gold in the pain. There's complete gold in the pain. And that's sort of my story. It's like going from this, this very deeply wounded place and space and finding my way out of it through the tools that I just intuitively knew I was supposed to learn and do, like channeling, like psychic somatics, like ancestral alignments, all these things that I've created for people to be able to do the same thing. So that's sort of what I do. I see myself as like walking people through that same abyss that I was once in, helping them understand it and helping them crawl out of that space to then not just crawl, but thrive, you know? and uncover their truest life purpose. And that is what lights me up from the inside out and what feels amazing. So it's kind of like rinse, cycle, repeat. That's what I do over and over again. And in learning, the more I learn, the more I teach, the more I teach, the more I learn. So it's this beautiful cycle of, of what I meant to, to do here. And um, I feel incredibly tapped into my life purpose and I feel blessed that I listen to myself, but I also know it took a lot of work. And for those listening who want to tap into their life purpose, it takes a lot of deconditioning and a lot of healing. But when you do it, you're left with you. There you are. You know, the, the wholesome, there's a part of you that's untainted. And that's um, my passion is helping people tap into that and what, what their truest innate inner wisdom is pulling them to do.
Absolutely. Thank you, Candace. And I completely agree with that as well as that. So, so many of us don't take the time to slow down enough or believe or trust ourselves enough to listen to our own wisdom. We, I think we get a lot of messages from an early age to not trust ourselves and to rely on outside wisdom and knowledge and information and not go within yet our inner being, our inner world is where all the secrets and truths of the universe exist. Yes. That's yes. it's all. And everybody has it in there. It's, a, it's a, this infinite depth of wisdom and knowledge that's just waiting to bring different experiences and things into existence, but we turn away from it because we're not told that we have anything special to offer or that we have this. And then oddly, we've created this space where, you know, psychics and mediums and stuff are seen as like counterculture and whatever they're just dismissed. But the truth is that everybody is a medium. Everybody is yes. psychic. Oh yes, that's exactly true. That's why I've created a psychic mediumship certification course because everyone is innately psychic and intuitive. Everyone has a spiritual team. Everyone has spiritual gifts. It's part of the human experience. Like you're not outside of the realm of those things. And if you right. fill that pool to develop the gift even more, then you can, it's a development. It's a skill. It's like playing an instrument. You know, some are going to be naturally gifted, can pick up an instrument and know exactly what to do. And others need a little more practice and some lessons and some, you know, it could be slow and steady. Right. So it's, it varies person to person, but that's exactly how I see it. Like channeling, healing arts, psychic mediumship work. It's an art form. We all do it in our specific ways. Mm -hmm. And it's all supposed to be that way because we're different expressions of spirit. You know, we're different expressions of our connectedness to God, God is all that is the cosmos. And we're here, you know, the way I see everyone is like, we're these little neurons. We're like the neurons. We're like the brain cells of the cosmos. So we all have a mission. We're all doing something. We're all compiling some information, you know, for, for this, this entirety that we live in. And we're here to bring it, like, we're here to bring it purpose. We're here to understand and the universe is understanding through us. So it's quite beautiful. It's quite chaotic and it can be crazy sometimes, but I think it's also incredibly beautiful. And that's what we're here for. We're here for the full spectrum of, of emotions and experiences, you know? Completely, completely. And, and again, that's what uh, is a little bit frustrating is that we see our scope is like this big, most of us, yes. right? Like yes. life is very copy, cut and paste, cut and dry. This is what it is. You, you do, you walk this tried and true path and then you die. Right. And we, I, I mean, we've known anciently and ancient civilizations as old as time, the truth about reality and life. But we find ourselves in this place where we've dismissed that. We've discredited mm -hmm. those things. And mm -hmm. that's why this is an exciting time because this knowledge and information is coming back and there's no stopping it. It's our Correct. true nature. It's the ultimate reality. So it's always, it's inevitable that it will find its way back into our consciousness, into our experience. And there are yes. those of us who, just like you said, it's interesting how for a lot of us, it takes these really difficult, often traumatic, troubling experiences in early life that kind of almost feels like it cracks something open in us. It does. Where, and I think it's because it almost takes us to the ultimate brink of self-destruction or self-rejection mm -hmm. because we're trying to live within these confines, right? Yes. I know that for me, I was bullied a lot in early life and it just completely made me feel like I was absolutely worthless to the point where I was, you know, wanting to not be here. And then something broke open that said, well, maybe you're more than how you look or how people perceive you. 
And I said, no, that can't be true. That's all that matters. And then mm-hmm. something just came to me that, that said, look, there's something really big in here. There's something that's infinite. There's something that nothing outside can touch or change. And I sat with that and thought something feels right about that. Something feels true. Mm-hmm. Even though I would give anything to be fully approved and accepted of by externals. I don't think that that's what life is all about. Right. Right. And uh, when we all come together and realize that on a grander scale, the world shifts quicker, you know, and I think um, it's the soul that needs the inner work. It's not necessarily the outer. The outer will follow what the inner is saying. And the outer is a representation of how we feel on the inside. And that's not to say that there's there's a level of like superficiality that our society experiences in a way that I think is sometimes a detriment to women. And I think the real thing that needs to happen before we're trying to sit here and and externally attract all the things that we want without having done the inner work is we really need to spend time on the inside. And this is most all people. And even when you were talking about, you know, being bullied at a young age, it's like I got this instant download like, Yeah, a lot of us did get bullied from very young ages from the start, because that's when our trauma starts. So everyone on the playground, you know, in the playground of life is out here just flinging everyone's trauma at each other and trying to make the other feel as bad as they do on the inside. And that's really what we live in right now. We live in a trauma induced society. We live in a trauma felt society where everyone's under this haze of like, their ancestral traumatic shit. (laughs) And a lot of people don't see it. A lot of people don't want to see it. The ego has this very funny way of acting like, no, everything's fine. The ego has a very funny way of bypassing all the authentic parts of us to just be accepted, to just be wanted, to just seem cool, to just seem like beautiful, to just seem And there's nothing wrong with beauty, obviously. I love looking beautiful, you know, like we all do. But there's an element of like, if you're not right on the inside, that beauty is only going to attract and magnetize more and more negativity to you. And and I know this because I lived it. I'm speaking from experience. You know, if you're out here projecting and only focusing on the external, you're going to get people who only want to focus on your external and you won't actually attract any intimacy in your life, be it with lovers, family, friends, like you won't have anyone that you actually feel connected to. And, and when I come across some of my clients and I'm working with them, it's the most satisfying thing to see them go from like fragmentation and, and this superficial kind of overlay of life and go really deep and, and start unpacking all the stuff that has happened, all the stuff that they're experiencing right now in which they're bypassing their life purpose right now, which most people are, you know, we're literally meant to be on this planet a planet full of creatives. (laughs) Like we're supposed to create whatever we want. Some people can create products they want to sell. Some people like me creating courses, some people creating music, some people creating spiritual, other spiritual forms of art, some people like building, right? Like we're all meant to like tap into what our soul wants to do on a bigger, grander scheme. What are, what we would be doing if money was not an issue. That's the thing. That is the thing (laughs) that we're all here to do. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like that's how we've sort of lost the plot here is that we've sort of made money and power into our God in our society. We've decided that that is what rules us. That's what we're always driving towards because that obviously filters out into other things, right? Where we want to look a certain way because that's what gives us money and success and power, right? We want to have certain things. We want to reach a certain status. 
And it's, it's all, it's all something that we've made up. We've made up all these rules and these, and it, again, it's completely disconnected us from what is true about us. Right. Correct. I always say how ironic it is that we're seeking to gain power externally when there's like about this tiny little amount of power externally, but it, within it's a freaking, you know, a lightning endless. force. It's endless. Yeah. There's infinite, but we've discredited it. And, you know, you can get into the idea that it's gone on for a long time on earth that people realize that, that if you tell people that they have no power, then if you know about power, then you can control those people. If you yes. make people feel helpless, then you yes. dictate and you tell them the terms of life and right. what value means. And then we just all, we're all playing by those rules, but we're about to break out of this misconception out of this made up reality. Yeah. And it's going to be exciting. It is. It's exciting right now to watch more and more people wake up. And um, that's ultimately what this is about. It's like literally clearing those overlays of, of being controlled of, uh, it's like, I did this recently too. This comes in layers. Okay. This comes in layers, like for the listeners, like just, just, just understand that we've had lifetimes of being controlled and handled by different people in our lives. We've had handlers. Okay. In some lifetimes, they've been our parents, our lovers, our husbands, our children even. Okay. And sometimes we've been the handler and we actually have to, to, um, crush in a way and then integrate those overlays on our consciousness, because oftentimes we'll feel like other people are the gatekeepers to our wellness, to our purpose, to our life. Well, if that person's not in my life, then how am I ever going to feel fulfilled or love? If I can't get it through this person, then I can't get it through anybody else. The answers are literally all inside of you. And I know some people will say that sometimes that can seem like spiritual bypassing, like you have all the answers. Well, what about community? What about connection? It's a balance. But like, first, it literally has to come from within you. You have to tap into your authentic frequency. If you don't feel and know yourself authentically and trust yourself, the stuff externally happening is, uh, it's only going to reflect that. And there is also an element of, yes, we grow in relationship too. Like I know there are things that we actually, we need a, a mirror for, you know, in terms of like, especially expanding and healing the heart. But, but there's this part where, I think society is going through this tension level of knowing that they need to like sort of branch off and live their own individual path for a while. That doesn't mean that you have to drop everything and run and leave every connection, but it means that you really need to sort of self-isolate it in, in moments and really dive deep and sit with those emotions and those parts and those old memories and the, the things that you don't even know you're carrying that you wouldn't even realize are affecting you until you put them down that's what we're all here to do right now. It's all about inner work. These next, like this next phase. And like, even right now I'm hearing intuitively, like the next five years are very much about the internal work and people getting sometimes knocked on their behind when they're not paying attention to what's going on internally. The more you ignore, the louder the external gets to show you who you really are. And that's not always nice and pretty for us. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And I, I agree because yes, there is, I mean, there's a time for every season, right? There's a time to come together with others. There's a time to have solitude. And just as you spoke to Candace, it's so pivotal that people go within and figure out who they are in their inner truth because communities are beautiful. However, human history has shown 
many instances when somebody established a community and people just took on those ideas without checking, without feeling right. like they could say, does this feel true to me? So they right. followed along with the doctrine that was given to them, which led a lot of people in many different cases, you know, of course we're talking cults, we're talking other things yep. like that and horrific things happened and people ended up in being like, what the heck happened? I just got brainwashed. I just got led down this road that it's because they weren't, they didn't have that access because they had right. said, and it comes from a good place, right? Most communities are established on beautiful principles. However, it again, historically, we're a young species, we're power hungry. So these communities often end up being more of a hierarchy where there's this guru at the top, not yes. knocking it. People have beautiful ideas. There's historical gurus that have fantastic ideas, but we need to know our truth. It's not, a lot of people are saying now, it's not the time of the sage any longer. It's not about like this one savior that's coming oh. down. It's about all of us individually re recognizing that we collectively can come together once we all recognize our own place and purpose and power, wisdom, yes. knowledge yes. that we have to bring forth. Because unfortunately, when communities come together too often, people almost feel disempowered. Like, okay, this person has all the answers. So I'm just some sort of servant to him. I'm lesser than, and I need to follow their lead. But we all have such immense offerings to, to yes. give here, right. Yes. To bring. Yeah, we do. And there's a, there's like a sleep, there's a sleep, there's a sleepingness, a sleep paralysis that humanity is under with that because yeah. the reason most people I feel shy away from their life purpose and, and becoming the greatest or most authentic version of themselves, they feel like it's impossible. You know, they feel this sense of like desperation. Like some of us can be processing such dark emotion that we don't know how to get out of them. And so people don't even try, people don't even think it's for them. But I tell, you know, students, clients, friends, I'm like this spirituality stuff. It's not what people think it is. It's meant for the everyday Joe Schmo, like me. Like I see myself, I actually do see myself as like an everyday woman, despite having been quote unquote, a psychic medium from a very young age. I still see myself as a very regular person. You know, I feel like the random girl working at the coffee shop down the street deserves to be a psychic medium and claim that and own that as her truth. Should she so choose? And your neighbor gets to have you know, healing workshops going on in their living room, should they so choose, right? It's like for all of us now, we're at the phase of it's not external anymore. We're we're crushing those old kind of uh, paradigms and again, overlays, implants, even the way I like to see them of there's something external from us that's going to give us the answers. And all you can do right now is actually feel through your own stuff that has been unprocessed. And that feeling through the old stuff, it's not just your stuff. It's actually the entire lineage that came before you. It's like your ancestors stuff as well um, that you're actually carrying as your own. So when you're talking about cults and things like that, those are encoded stories in our genetic makeup. And we have to clear those like bit by bit by bit. That means person by person by person, because how that like cult handler religious energy has been showing up in our genetic sequencing for lifetimes is it's time for that to die because humanity is taking its rightful place the way I see it amongst the stars. And we have to tell the old stories where and where our consciousness got wrapped up, where our evolution was blocked. Mm -hmm. And then when we tell those stories and we figure out why and what happened, then we free ourselves because we're, that's how I see myself. I see myself as like this grand storyteller or librarian, right? Like access to these, to these codes. When we give it the space, when we give your genetic code, the space and time to tell its stories that it's been dying to share, 
you start to unlock, that's where you, that's where you start to unlock your authentic frequency, because now that story has been told. It's almost like freed up. It's like, poof, you know, it gets to like heal just because it's being noticed and acknowledged. And now you have more room for your authentic frequency, your authentic light body, your authentic just coding that you came with in this lifetime to then be that and express that and feel that running through your body. And it's so innate. We all feel it throughout the day. We just don't know what to call it. And we don't necessarily know how to strengthen that muscle, like to exercise it, to let it be there more. And that's what we're here to learn. And that's why there are way showers like yourself to help. But what's interesting, Candace is, so I'm a therapist, a mental health therapist through my profession. And what you said is sort of the macro version of the micro experience of needing to address our personal trauma. And just as you spoke to, that's what I always offer people is that's the value of therapy is that trauma needs to be seen. It's hidden away in this dark cave. Cause we're saying that was too ugly. It was too gross. It was too terrible. I want to pretend it's not there, but it lives on. And it needs to be seen in order to be set free. Because if you pretend like it didn't happen, there's this little part of you that's saying, but it did happen. And I need someone to see that and speak to it and share my story. And then I can fly away and set myself free. The same as the story of humanity, just as you spoke to, we're trying to pretend that some of the horrific things that have happened in our history, like genocides and enslavement of Mm -hmm. entire groups of people didn't happen, that we can just brush it over and move on. And we can't do that because it will haunt (laughs) us and it will keep us just as you said, from truly being free and opening to these new channels. And we are very much encouraged not to do that. And we're almost kind of told different ways to address these things, which really just sort of perpetuates the same ideas. If that makes sense. Um, it's sort of like the idea of like, if you get sober, if you've been addicted and you come out of it, it's important to recognize I'm free from addiction. I don't think it's as helpful to keep stating I am an addict. I am an addict. I'll always Mm -hmm. be one. It's Mm -hmm. different schools of thought. I focus in addiction in my practice and that mentality has helped a lot of people. But to me, that's, it's like, when we look at things like racism and having whole groups of people that with superiority, right? The idea of superiority, if we don't look at the origin of it and exert, observe that, but instead just keep pushing against it, fighting it, what you give energy to will grow. No matter if you're saying we don't want this, the universe doesn't know the word no or don't. Mm -hmm. If you're Mm -hmm. saying don't be racist, don't be racist. All it's hearing is racism. We're giving energy to that concept. We have to go back to the inception point of where this misconception came from, because that's what it is. There's no truth to superiority that any being or group of beings is better than another, right? Correct. Exactly. And I think you like just said that so well in that, like the more we try to push up against something the worse it kind of is. And the beauty of my work, like literally what I love is anything gets to showcase itself. I mean, like some of the dark things that humanity has the most fear in addressing within themselves and their lineage. Um, And one thing I want to say too, is even if you didn't experience a specific trauma, but it's in your lineage and it's unexpressed, it needs to still come out, right? So that means- Aunt Sally from two or three generations ago who got molested by her father or stepfather and never had the chance to speak on it or say anything. And her voice was completely repressed. That story, that timeline is still going to exist within you. And the capacity for that expression to happen again is actually pretty likely because it was never addressed in the past. So if we don't give these things expression, if we don't just start to open up and say, 
this is the darkness of humanity. It's a shit show at times, but if we can approach it with love and, and a, almost like an objectivity, like a detachment, a healthy detachment from these things while we're processing through it, then we're going to keep being on the hamster wheel because, you know, the reasons why I do it, it goes that deep for me. You know, it's for the, the man who was molested by his grandmother and his family didn't believe him. It was, it's for the woman who, what, who wakes up and realizes, oh my God, I don't like any, I don't like my job. I don't like my husband. Everything that I've created in my life is now like that chapter is ended. What do I do? And she's frozen, stuck and scared, right? It's like, that's the reason I do the work that I do because when people wake up and they start to clear the patterns and they start to be ready to approach the the deepest pains, that's, what's going to shift the entire scope of humanity. One person clearing one pattern can actually lift the entire veil of that pattern for the collective. And when we do it enough and enough stories of that are told and enough healings are had around these themes and topics, humanity starts to feel less and less afraid to speak on these things. That's how it works. It's like the hundredth monkey syndrome. You know, I don't know if you've, you've heard about that, but it's like, they've done studies where, you know, monkeys in different parts of the world who don't know how to do a specific thing. If that species over here on this side of the world learns to do it, all of a sudden the monkeys over there, you know, in a different part of the, the globe can all of a sudden pick up that 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 knowingness in how to say like work with a certain tool or or do a certain thing it's the same thing with humanity when when a collective when a collection of us start to work on certain overlays and patterns and heal them people from all across the globe all of a sudden can release the same things sometimes spontaneously too you know so the way i see it right now it's like the brunt work but it's getting closer and closer to a time where we can spontaneously i believe like start to heal ourselves by just the thought form and recognizing something and letting that energy move through the body and letting it pass and acknowledging it and thanking it and really honoring what that pain taught us and what that was and how that was trapped in our body and how it was showing up in our lives. When we can honor that, it starts to clear fast. This healing stuff, it doesn't need to take forever. And the reason I do what I do is because I found like the quicker methods. I found the quicker methods to do the deep work and clear this stuff out. And, you know, my passion is to, again, like keep teaching this because the more we do it, I find that on a collective scale, people all across the globe get to raise their vibration because of one person's healing, you know? So as we do this more and more, it gets easier for all of us to do the healing. That's what's happening right now. Completely. And that's what's so pivotal for people to recognize, because again, we live in this world that says only if you are revered and stand out, do you matter? Mm -hmm. However, just as you're speaking to, this is something that no one can even has to see or know. It's an inside thing. It's an internal shift that can yeah. begin to shift the whole world, the whole yeah. experience of humanity, the whole co collective consciousness. And when we begin to pull away from that need to be remarkable externally, right? To be acknowledged and just focus on us, then just like you said, it can catch on pretty quickly, faster than we think. And yes. we can recognize that we never had to do this ever this whole time. We yeah. didn't have to try and prove ourselves or prove our worth that we all could just shift into this much freer state where suddenly we, we, it's almost like we have this fire inside us. And I just have this visual of it dying down as we all say, oh, I don't have to do anything. 
I just yes. need to be. That's the pivotal thing that people will recognize just as you're speaking of the shift that happens is people saying, I never had to do anything. I just had to be exactly what I am. And just yep. as you're speaking to, as we release our traumas and the pain that we've incurred from these misconceptions, we begin to, we begin to fully be who we are. And then our essence shows, and then we return back to our truth of who we are and we get to have this new experience. Yeah. yeah. And, and from there, that's where we magnetize all the things that we really want in our lives. That's where you become remarkable. You become remarkable by doing the inner work and then just letting your frequency shine. It's so simple that it's so difficult <laughs> because right. everything in society has taught us do this, do that, be, be plugged into here. I mean, from the moment of birth, literally. Right. Yeah. And so we're undoing so much stuff. We're reclaiming a lot of women are reclaiming how they birth children. A lot of us are reclaiming how we educate our children. A lot of us are reclaiming how we eat. A lot of us are reclaiming how we move energy in our body system. A lot of us are reclaiming the deepest knowings about our real spiritual essence. When we start reclaiming everything they took, right? Everything we perceive that they took from us, that's when we become remarkable. And remarkable can be you sitting in your bedroom, meditating, releasing some of the deepest rooted traumas that are not even yours, <laughs> or maybe they might be either way. And, and just expanding your auric field. When you're magnetic, you're going to magnetize everything you want to yourself. The man, the woman of your dreams, the, the career, you know, that, that vision that you have for your highest calling that will come to you. These things will come. Your job is also is is almost to just be so steadfast in who you are and and that's the part where we got to get like a little more grounded where we like dig our feet our heels into the ground and say no this is who I am this is who I know myself to be and I'm going to work on this until I feel and see that spark externally and I know it's going to start to match up and it, that's the process that's a lot of the problem with humanity is we get very discouraged sometimes too easily so I also see that my work builds a tenacity in people like no, keep going. These are the beginning layers. This is so amazing. And keep going. It's it's a never-ending, beautiful job because the more layers you peel back, the more parts of you, quote unquote, heal, or I like to say like learn. We're just learning about ourselves. The more you learn about yourself, the more you realize it's infinite. You are the most infinite vessel of information, just you on your own. Like you're an entire book, an entire volume of books that is like never ending. And my work makes me fall in love with people so much because I'm like, wow, just through one client and clearing one client's patterns, it's like a never ending, beautiful, blossoming flower. One person can unlock so much, even within me. I tell people this all the time. I get off some of my calls. It even makes me a little emotional. Sometimes I get off my calls and I'm like, wow, like this is my job. My, this is what I get to do. This is my work. Sometimes I get off these calls and I'm like, I'm activated. That healed me. That unlocks something in me that I never thought I even needed. And this is the beauty like of what we get to do. I get to help you. You help me. And now we're ever expanding. And now all of that beautiful, good juju karma, good karma is like built up within us. And we get to go and we get to share that amongst, you know, the, our peers, our pe people, our family, our friends. And now that's what's becoming contagious is like, let's do the inner work. Like, let's become better people. Let's shine how we need to. And that's the most inspirational thing. And that's my favorite thing to see in the people I work with. It's like, you know, when they tell me their family members and people that they love are looking at them and saying, wow, you look different. 
you're happy. I see a difference in you. Like what's going on? And that lights me up. It's like the subtle is not subtle. Those subtle changes and that subtle healing actually is you moving mountains. And, um, the work is never to be, the work is never to be taken for granted, no matter how small it seems. Trust me, all those things add up over time. I've been in personal development, let's say professionally for going on 10 years and it never gets old and there's, and I'm never done learning. So, um, I hope that's encouragement for people listening to like, just never quit, never quit on yourself. And when you develop that, that spiritual muscle inside of you, that says, keep going. And I know I'm meant for more. And that more is just more of you, the more authentic you, you're going to find some of the most beautiful things life has to offer you. Beautiful, beautiful. And you're absolutely right. That it is contagious almost too. Cause you know, when you said that when you get off calls with people and you feel this excitement, the spark, you, it's because the light in, in them is the light in you, right? Yeah. So you, you see their shift where all of a sudden you see them feeling like they have a light and they're like, oh my gosh, why do I feel good? Why do I feel excited about yeah. myself? And you're like, because you're amazing. Yes. And then you in turn get to feel, but also it's just this powerful feeling of, of seeing an, a joy, the joy in another and seeing them come to light. Cause again, it's in you. And that's the contagious thing, right? Yes. And I'm sure everybody has this experience, but we think again, that we need people to pay attention to us and do these things. But the biggest exciting moments in my life were when I've been speaking and felt that I was able to give a message to somebody that really hit their heart. And I, you can yes. see their reaction. They're like, wow, oh. really? That can be true. And it's just like, oh my gosh, you feel like you can take off and fly. Mm -hmm. And can you imagine <laughs> if more of us felt that way, where by not needing to be impressive or whatever in any way, but by just offering almost like touching another's heart, another soul, lighting them up, we all start lighting up. And again, yes. back to the hundred month monkey thing. And as well as the idea of just meeting critical mass, right? It's yes. just, it, that doesn't mean a hundred percent of people. It just means we move the scales enough that yep. we suddenly all start wanting to do this and be like, well, maybe I, I'm more interested in this than that. Right. And then more right. of us. And because the, the thing that happens is people realize that seems a lot more pleasant. I like the way that they're doing that. That seems nice. I like this feeling in my heart. Having our hearts be open is the greatest feeling you'll ever feel. Yes. Most of us live with our hearts closed, right? We're so wounded by life. We're so afraid. We're And then, so we're just reactive and we're very defensive and our hearts are closed and it feels terrible to have your heart closed. But again, mm -hmm. in those moments where our heart opens, we feel like we could fly. We feel like we could have all this power because we do. When more of us start living that way, we're not going to want to go back and we're going to say, okay, we're going to be like, okay, what can I do to get more of this? And, yeah. it, and it's going to be, you're going to, we're going to start changing the way that we live is what we're going to do. And that's the magnetism I speak on. It's like yeah. the magnetism comes from your heart. Your heart is the moment, most magnetic organ that you have. It literally, there's studies on this. This, this heart that we all have creates a literal magnetic field around our body. And so when that heart is expanding and expansive, it opens up that auric field even more. And you were speaking on like something I call the heart wall within my work. I can always see it. I'll get on like a consultation call with somebody or like, you know, do a reading. And it's like the first thing I feel I'm like, oh, there's a heart wall. Let's see why it's here. You know, and everyone's got a different story behind why the heart wall is there. And our job is to like, it's not about like, busting in and knocking it down. It's like slowly, but surely just like it melts or brick by brick, you know, it comes off because people have been 
in such fight or flight and they've had to be so defensive because of oftentimes how they grew up or the kind of relationships they've attracted in life. And we have to undo all that. We have to close those doors. We have to close those lessons. We have to integrate those lessons um, and remove the resentment no matter what's happened. And I do mean no matter what has happened to you. And I say that because some of us have experienced some really dark and, and terrible things, but your job is to heal yourself through that. And then forgiveness comes almost, I, I like to tell people forgiveness can come accidentally because I feel like when someone's in the depths of their pain and working through that stuff to tell somebody, oh, we'll just forgive them. It's like, that's easier said than done. Okay. We have to like process through what happened and what it did to us and how that made us show up in our lives. And then we get to like this place of compassion in understanding, wow, like that lesson was, was my greatest activator. And then you start to see it from uh, the, the scope of God is like how I like to see it. That event was for you. It was not against you. It was for your awakening. It was for your soul's evolution. You can zoom out and see, wow, the person, the perpetrator, the person who hurt me, really they're learning too. And this is like a bigger, this is a bigger scheme. This is a bigger scheme of what the cosmos is trying to like work through all of us right now. And um, when you can start to see it from that way, that's when forgiveness comes in. And uh, let me tell you, I'm like living, breathing proof that you can forgive people without ever having had the intention to forgive. It just like you can stumble upon forgiveness through the deep inner work. So uh, stay consistent. Like, the, you know, like this is where people need the tools. And I have so many tools that I'm so excited to teach. And and um, this is where I love getting my hands on people because I love to see their breakthrough and, you know, like working through the genocide, working through the, the past, like family traumas, working through the, the like family divorce that they didn't think affected them in as terrible a way as it really did. And, and just allowing people to acknowledge the different parts of themselves that have been hurting all this time and bringing that back into alignment. And, um, it is so satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And maybe we can bring ourselves back down to the ground. Cause we got, we've gone way out into the, the cosmos, which is beautiful. Yeah. Yet I want to focus a little bit on your work because we do sometimes need to get into the more specific right to the yes. get down to it and the work that you do as a, a medium i would like to hear about it because i think the word mediumship people think about a lot of different things mm -hmm. they wonder does that mean that you commune with the dead does it mean that you are a channeler for higher sources guides whatever it might be how do you describe mediumship to me mediumship is like an umbrella, like it's this big kind of like scope of connecting with spirits. So I can connect with entities. I can connect with dark stuff and dark attachments that people have going on. I can also connect with their loved ones and their ancestors on the other side. I can also connect with that higher source of wisdom, their own channel, their own guides, their own spirit team, their own angels that are always waiting for them that are like sending little whispers. And sometimes they don't know how to distinguish, you know, what's theirs and what's not and what's coming through. And that's okay. But, um, I see all of that. And then I really see people's darkness and the darkness that they hide or try to hide or try to mask, whether they're conscious of that or not. And I can also see a person's highest timeline and their highest frequency and the highest outcome and what it's going to take for them to get there. And also the likelihood that they do the work you know, and not everyone's willing to do the work. And I can see that too. And I can see how timelines can shift. And that's part of my job. I shift that timeline with my mediumistic skills 
to be able to see, okay, what's on the menu, what's going on right now, and how do we get you to the highest version of yourself? That's the goal. So the mediumistic, you know, skill set for me is very broad. And I can and I can see when I'm working with somebody even more clearly. Like once you give me the in, once you pay me to join a course or or pay me to do a session, that's that's our like beautiful karmic contract. And, and it's good karma. It's our good karmic contract for me to go in there and get my hands on the stuff you need to clear and say, here it is. Do you want me to clear it for you? Do you want to do the work? Let's do the work together so we can let this go. Or are you not ready to let that go yet? You know, and I always have to respect people's timelines. You know, I don't get to say who is ready and who is not to release their stuff. It's not my say, but when you're ready and you come to me, then we're really in business and we're moving timelines. My work saves people, literally. Spirit has brought this to me. Like I'm out of my ego when I say this, I swear. My work saves people lifetimes of work, lifetimes of repetitious cycles, okay, that I've seen my work elevate people from and alleviate them from and also place them lovingly on their highest trajectory. And that's what I absolutely love to do. And that's where the groundedness of the work comes in because that's, I mean, I love getting my hands dirty, so to speak. I love getting my hands in there and seeing what you have going on because when I do it for you, again, I do it for the collective. And that is to me, the greatest thing that we're, we're here to do is work on that stuff and help yourself elevate so that those after you, the generations after us, have the chance to actually come on this planet and be themselves from the jump. Like that's the goal. Like, you know, the children, the, those after us, they don't have to come and release all the overlays and get all these implants and all these like things that we've had to experience, you know, patterns and, and negative karma that we've had to come back here, do over and over and over again, but that a soul gets to come here by choice and not on an incarnation repetitious loop because we can't get a damn lesson down, you know, but like to come here purely as themselves and just be the light that they're meant to be. And that's what the earth is shifting into. And when the children are free to be whoever they want to be, that's when we've succeeded as, as a species. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that, that hits so hard, that acknowledgement that we're, that's why this is happening now, because there will come a day when children come into this world and are inspired and allowed and encouraged and told to be themselves. Yes. Right. And that's the source of all of our suffering. And because from the time that we are incepted in the womb, our parents have already gone through so much dang trauma that they're feeding yeah. us, they're feeding it to us. And so it's going to take time for it to shift enough that we've sort of washed, washed out so that we're having a parents who are having children where they're, when they're in their womb, all they have is thoughts of joy and excitement and the best wishes for that child. And then the child comes out and they're welcome just as they are. And they're not bombarded with messages, but it's going to take a changes in every degree, right? Because it's in every single system in our world that forces people into these weird boxes and ideas from the second you enter into a conventional hospital. It's just like, there's, you're just a number and you're just plugged into things and a lot that's going to shift. That's going to reduce this trauma experience and keeps us separate from believing in who we really are and experiencing who we really are from the jump, totally. as you said. Totally. I couldn't agree with that more. And that's, that's ultimately who it's for too. You know, I've been, I've been shown that same message that, you know, my work is actually helping the children, the children who are here now and the children who are not here. And that is like, 
so sad. So like, this is what I get paid to do. Are you serious? Like I, again, sometimes I'm in awe and I want other people to know that this is what you can do too. Like I'm not, I'm, I, I have the skills that I have and yes, I've spent a lot of time learning them, but I can teach them to you faster than I even learned. And you can go out there and do the same thing with the same level of satisfaction and in your own way, you know, like the things that I teach, you can do them. I mean, there's so much beauty in the flexibility of what I teach in psychic somatics, ancestral alignments, other things too, where it's like, you get to make it your own. You know, you get to take it and make it your own. And I teach you the foundational skills and then you can run and and do as you please with them. Yes. Yeah. And it's going to be all their own. And that's everything that I I speak to a lot is that this is the age of the, I I heard this phrase once and I just loved it. I hold on to it. The divine rebel, right? Mm. It's a time for people to do radical things, to stop worrying about, oh, how is this going to be perceived? How am I going to look? It's time to speak what you feel because being a medium is just honestly just letting come out what is within you, right? It's like this thing that's like waiting, almost like, you know, this like word explosion, this volcano that wants to erupt, but you're like, no, 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 that's too weird. That's too out there. No one's going to like it, but it's time to speak to these things that you feel. Cause just as you said, everyone can do what you're doing. Everyone has their own channel because it's, as we've talked about, it's the infinite inner being within us that has all the knowledge of the universe. And for the new to come forth, more people have to speak of what they see because all of us are a part of the bigger vision of how our world is going to be, right? All of us have, it's it's like a mosaic, right? Each of us holds a different piece of how this beautiful, gorgeous new life is going to be. And if we don't step forward and we don't have the courage to say, you know what? I see this new way of doing education. I know it's weird, but it's what I see. Speak to it. Hey, I see that I have this thing about, um, politics. It's kind of weird, but hear me out. People need to speak forward about ideas because they're waiting to be birthed right now, a whole new shift in our spirituality, because it's about bringing spirituality into each of these realms that have been completely rooted in greed and power and control. Every single system. So it's time to be that renegade, right? To speak to the things that you feel innately because that's you being a medium. That's you channeling higher universal wisdoms that are wanting to be here on earth right now. 100%. It's really funny you say the rebel thing because that's what my guides have always called me. And I didn't realize what they were saying at first. (laughs) They've always called me a rebel angel. And I'm like, what is the rebel angel? They said, that's why my last name actually is Rebollo, which is like rebel. Yeah, and that's amazing. So it's like I and I knew from like a very young age, like I'm talking very young, you know, that that all of this was a setup. I was like, I should not be in school. I should not be getting this. I should not be doing that. Like, I just knew I was like, this is this is complete BS. And I always had this internal compass. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm doing this. And thank goodness for that, because it's what allowed me to like really break through and branch out and be my own boss and do my own thing. I just had a call, what you were saying, um, remade, uh, made me remember, I just had a call yesterday with a client and um, with a potential client on a, on a consultation. And in my consultations and my third activation, you know, process that I, that I take people through in that consultation, we tap in, my guides tap into their frequency and see what's going on and help them understand again, how to get to their like highest timeline. And my guides brought through this whole transmission for her that that was basically like you know at the highest level you can you can choose otherwise but at the highest level your soul came here to shift 
how humanity takes care of mental health situations because we saw her opening up a new mental health facility and it involved like sound healing and involved somatic work. It involved like deeper spiritual healing than what's available right now and, and had a completely different branch in the pharmaceutical way. Right. And she was like shocked. She was like, Oh my God, I've never told that to anybody. I've only written it down in journals. I like, I, I didn't even like, I knew, but I didn't know. I know I was frustrated with how the system is treating people now, but I didn't know that that's what I was supposed to do and that I could even do that. And it's like, yes, your job is to do the thing. I know it seems hard and impossible because we've never seen it, but how could you even perceive it in your mind's eye? Like if it weren't meant to be something that you brought through, like I see the stuff I'm doing right now, I've seen 10 15, 20 years ago, I didn't believe it at the time, but now I'm living it. And like, it's, it's a testament to what you're saying, like that thing, you know, we're here to, we're here to up-level all of humanity. We're here to create the new ways. The new earth is going to involve all the new ways. We can't have a new earth with all the old systems. You know, it's not happening anymore. We need a whole new way of doing everything. And it is you, it's the you's, it's the me's, it's the, that, that person who has the answers. We all have a specific answer for something out there that humanity is going to need as we're shifting into this new timeline. So please don't doubt yourself. Those of you listening, like don't doubt that thing that you know you're meant to do produce. It could be as simple as shoe design. Okay. And, and it can be as, as even simpler as, as the work that I do, right? People might consider your work complex or mine complex or whatever, but to us, it's like, we do, we could do it in our sleep. That's the thing, you know, that's the thing that you're meant to serve humanity with. Don't underestimate who and what you are and what your soul wants you to do. Cause it's that thing that's going to set us all free. Completely, completely. Such powerful conversation, Candace. This is amazing. <laughs> and I just love that Candace, the rebel, rebellion, <laughs> rebel. And what else is exciting, and I want to hit on this because obviously we're on the Women Waken podcast, is that you also focus on assisting women in awakening their divine feminine powers. Yes. And I love the men. And you also talk about helping men become more powerful manifestors. To me, that's all this is, is energy. Women are those that honor and hold life. And men are those that, that are more, the masculine is more that's focused on what will we do with this beautiful thing called life, right? Women hold it. We honor. And we say, before all, we must know the value and glory of life. And then we can see the magic of what can come from that. Right yes. now we live in the opposite where we say, don't worry, don't worry about it. Don't worry. We don't have to honor life. Let's just keep producing. Let's just keep manifesting no matter whether we're even honoring or have enough sustenance to create. Mm. We're not. So it's completely imbalanced. But yes. so my shout out is to the women to say, you in particular, of course, we need, we want men, we need men. They have their divine feminine too, but women in particular, we have been left out of the conversation for yep. centuries. Yep. And it, it, every single structure <laughs> in our world right now predominantly was created by men Yes, with masculine thoughts and masculine energy. And there, I'm not saying burn it all down, but I'm saying let's introduce some feminine in there so we can equalize it and create something that's more harmonious and that actually works and honors the soul of and heart of humans. And so can you, can you speak a little bit of that, of how you help women with that? Cause to me, I think of yes. the, like, again, like being a rebel is women, it's your time to come forward and yep. say, here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I'm thinking. I would like to implement this and not being told anymore. Like, yeah, nice idea, but let us men do the talking and the decision-making. Right. 
Yeah. No, it's women right now who are awakening in like the boatloads that are like shifting consciousness. I don't, I'm not hating on men at all. I love men so much. Yeah. Um, but, but I see women leading the way in the expansion of consciousness of evolution, like by far and large ladies are holding it down. They are the ones unpacking the trauma. They are the ones doing the work. They are the ones finding their voice again. They are the ones telling the stories of their grandmothers, their great grandmothers, their ancestors who were suppressed, who were pushed down. And in particular, in my course, Ancestral Alignments and that certification, I see so much of the patriarchal struggle that women have existed in for so long come through in those sessions where we are unpacking how women needed to exist in those timelines to survive. And I'll give you like a couple of the stories. Um, There are stories of you know, some women's ancestors, myself included, who were in incredibly abusive marriages at the time and couldn't say anything or tried to say something, but the woman's voice was so muted that she couldn't really tell people how dangerous of a situation she was really in. And then her husband explodes on her in a jealous fit. Her life is lost now you have a lineage now you have a lineage member an ancestor whose life was lost because she never spoke her truth and she never utilized her voice to say hey i'm really in danger or to escape that situation but she had to stay because what did you do you just stayed in marriages you couldn't leave right a woman had no financial assets a woman couldn't just pack up and go she had to suffer through those things so we have to start unpacking that stuff it's like it's those stories right who a woman needed to be is no longer who women really are. And a lot of society is shifting and some people are losing their minds because of that. But women, women, women listening to this, you, we are leading the way for the next phase of evolution that we're walking through. And if a woman is not in her power and doesn't know her boundaries and doesn't know what she really wants, You're actually dangerous, ladies, because you go out there and you let men like cross your boundaries, take advantage of you or people in general, not just men, our family members even, you know, will walk all over us and and pull us in this space where like who we're not really. It could take us back to our old wounding and things like that. So women in their power actually shifts everyone around us to know how they need to treat us from men to family members, et cetera. And um. I really see the men acquiescing to the shifting woman because men will acquiesce to who women are and what we need, right? They don't all necessarily know that, but that's like this like deeper inner truth that I see play out for for myself and so many other people. When you're centered, you call on a higher version of men, of people in your life, but you have to be centered and unshakable And so many like just just in that power of who you are and the power doesn't mean like it's a forced flex. It's this flowing ever like immersing power where you just know what you want, what you don't want, what you like, what you dislike. You don't allow yourself to be taken advantage of anymore and you can almost smell it and see it coming. This is where we really start to reclaim ourselves and shift the entire playing field. (laughs) That's how I see it. That's what's happening. That's what we're on the brink of. That's where we're entering into. And the beautiful thing is that I don't know how you feel yet. Just as you said, we love men, men are, we are all in this together yet. It's about rebalancing. So it's not about 
how I feel women have tried to do it in the past, which is to have power over to say like, Hey, if you're going to try to control us, we're going to try to force our way in here. It's not about force. No, Nothing yeah. ever mm-hmm. happens truly by force. You can't, no. then you have to like keep, it's an energetic drain. You have totally. to just be, and that's what the divine feminine does best is just know it's just all it needs to do is exist. Like we've talked about repeatedly, yes. your beingness is all that is needed. And as more women introduce that things will naturally shift without force. Cause also as we touched in on, it will show a different way of being that's much more enticing, much more attractive than the way we live now. Yes. It's more based in being able to just be who we are and not have to force things and not have to exhaust ourselves and struggle with anxiety and depression and all these illnesses and everything that we see right now in our world, which is a result of completely denying who we really are and the essence of the divine feminine. So it truly is just, it will be this slow shift that or it might not even be that slow. It may start off very subtle, but yeah. just as we said, it's like once one domino falls, things can, and and I think that's important for anyone to hear who's listening is because I know people probably feel like I do or have in my life, which is like, what, what's even the point? This world is a mess. I'm just going to go watch Netflix and just fucking forget about it because <laughs> I'm just one person. I can't change anything, but it's not True. Cause just as we've said, it starts every single individual who opens up, who pops off, starts to the shift. And then before we know it chain reaction and we're, we all look around and we're like, when did this happen? Everything is different. Yeah. No, I see it all the time with my clients. It's like when the woman finally wakes up, sometimes she's just really pissed. She's like, what the fuck (laughs) have I been doing? What have I been allowing in my life? Like what's going on? Like when that initial awakening happens, sometimes I'm like, oh man, stand back. Like here comes the rage. Here comes the (laughs) darkness, but it's good. I love that stuff because like, how else are we going to move through it? The anger is also like initiating you into something and provides inertia for that, like healing momentum to keep going. Mm -hmm. So don't get stuck in the anger. Just know that it's creating a momentum to keep going because when you wake up and you start to realize the ways in which you've allowed yourself to be controlled in your life, you can never unsee that. And when, when since you can't unsee it, that means you have to actually make different choices. And if you don't make d- different choices, you're going to dig yourself in a deeper and darker hole. It's like right now, it's, it's kind of like the, it's, definitely a fork in the road. You either choose growth or you, you veer off further into your own darkness and, and you're just doing nothing. You're just floating around completely lost and aimless. And those who are taking, you know, the harder path are understanding how deeply satisfying it is, especially women, because the awakening shifts everything. It shifts when the woman awakens in a relationship, it's like my favorite thing. Cause all of a sudden the husband's acting different. The kids are, are different. They're, they're, they're sprouting more as well. The woman is actually the center of, of the universe, the family system and the universe. She, she's a creator. How could we not be? And we're taking our rightful place as women. And in that process, we're having to honor ourselves, honor everything, honor everything bad that happens to us honor all our shadows and the darkness and all the things that society has tried to mute in us, you know, just be like pretty and proper and like, just please people and just make people happy. Don't be upset. Don't set boundaries. Just go with the flow. No, that is dying. That is dying because the women are leading the way and, and the way showers with consciousness. And what that means is we have to be sharp. We need to be keen. We need to be aware of what we've had kind of brewing in there that wasn't supposed to be brewing that now it's time to like dump and start fresh with an empty vessel. 
so we can build it back up in the ways with the ingredients that we want. And then that serves everybody else. But at first, when it starts popping off, as you said, a lot of people don't like it. A lot we start pushing and pulling and tugging on all our like family systems, you know, traumas and pains, and people get upset and it's very triggering. It's all part of the process. I try to tell people like, you know, when you work with me, these things likely will happen and you really have to come from a space of compassion to let things unfold as they will. All you can do is speak your truth from as much compassion and love as you can, but also like power and let people react how they're going to react because you bypassing yourself to not let people react to you or feel a certain way about you is actually you controlling the situation. And you need to let go of control and let people react and be who they're going to be because that's how the world is meant to unfold. We all need to see who we really are. And, and you can also be, you know, codependent with some of those people that you're not allowing to face themselves, you know, let people see who they are too. It's also okay to let people see that they're hurt, that they're an asshole, that they're this or that, right? Whatever's kind of going on. Sometimes we just want to make people feel good and tell them it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But it's time to really let the pieces fall where they may. It's not your job to pick up after everybody. And I see a lot of women do that where they're trying to be everything to everyone. And I've, I've, I've been that, you know, I can't say that I'm, I'm outside of that. You know, I've, I've worked through that too, but you have to be who you need you to be. And that, that comes first when the woman places herself first everything. It's like mountains move. That's when the world shifts. That's when the big things happen. Put yourself first, ladies. Yeah. That's the quote. Are you quoting? There's a Chinese proverb that I found once after I'd already started women waken, but it says when women waken mountains move, uh, you might've been so kind of like, picking up I got on. tingles. I got tingles. I just came back from a trip to Mount Shasta and I had this ah. whole vision. I had a whole vision when I was uh, meditating in the Telos Stargate portal. It was the most beautiful vision I've ever had in my life. I'm doing a podcast episode on it um, soon too, where they showed me all the shadow work that I do with my clients and within family systems is literally moving mountains. So the mountains of Shasta came to me in a vision. There was a like a the more right side of the mountain, which is like a shorter side of the mountain, started to shift with this shadow being walking around it. And as it started to walk around the shadow part of the mountain, it created momentum for then the light part, like the bigger part of Mount Shasta to shift and move too. And in the shifting and moving of that part, this whole family system awakened and opened me with open arms, like light beings. And so it was like the shadow work created the inertia for me to be welcomed into the light beings arms. And they gave me a key to Mount Shasta and it was a dark key. And they said, so I've done enough, like sort of like dark work and initiated people into their own darkness and walked them through it, that I was sort of given this key to unlock more of my own power and to unlock the power of Shasta to kind of like work through me, which we're all connected to all these powerful center points in the planet and they're activating. So I encourage people to go to these places because it's a huge activation for your own DNA. And that's what happened to me. They literally gave me a key and they called me a humble queen. And they said, go like basically keep doing what you're doing, initiate people, give other people the key so that they understand what you're doing. And they were just backing me. You know, I've come home with like almost like a new set of guides. It's so powerful. Even just channeling yesterday when I could like really feel them, I was like, whoa, I, I was upgraded. Like things shifted. I'm not the same after that trip. And, um, so talk about moving mountains, right? I literally seen the mountains moving 
and them showing me in a vision how my shadow work was moving mountains. So it is, that's what it really does. It moves mountains. It doesn't seem like it at first, but when you're consistent, you come across enough shifts in your life where you're like, wow, I became a whole new person in the best way. And I am the, the me that I've been waiting for. And you find yourself and you're like, wow, it really isn't outside of yourself. It really isn't that man that's going to make you happy. It really isn't that amount of money that's going to make you happy. It is who you get to be and the expression that you get to embody that living from there and abundantly getting paid from there and manifesting love from there. That's like, that's the goodness of life. And that's what every single woman deserves and needs to work towards in her life. And um, there's no one person that is not deserving of that, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done. Gorgeous. Amazing. <laughs> Candace, it, I don't think there's any further words that that's such a <laughs> fantastic message. And I do hope that that lands and that every woman hears that is that it is our time to step forward, not yes. in power over, but in power of who we are, right. Being able to finally let this, the, the divine feminine be here in all its glory to create the new that we're yeah. meant for. That's going to be a lot more enjoyable and beautiful for, for everyone. 100%. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. It's like the women's time to rise and don't be afraid, you know, because what they, you know, we all have heard that it's the rise of the divine feminine. What we don't sometimes hear is all the other people that get triggered in the rise of the divine feminine. Right. And we got to let them get triggered. Let people yeah. be triggered by you. It is okay. It is yeah. okay. Like, like and that, and that's the hard part is that women's tendency is to be a, a, a fixer and a pleaser. So yeah. I know my tendency sometimes is, oh, you're upset. Oh, you're upset by this. I'm sorry. But then I, you know, I do tarot. I don't, do you do tarot at all? Are you? Yeah. yeah. And I think of the queen of swords where she, I kind of see her as like, sorry, I know you're yeah. offended, but this has got to go. <laughs> it's the, the universal pool are, is calling us. And we can't, it's not like we're going to chop people's heads off, but we're going to say, I hear that you're, you're struggling with this, but that's your work to do. I'm, I see my vision and I am fighting and working towards it no matter what. Yes. And we can't stop when people sit, you know, say, no, this, what is this? And you can't do this. We have to say, you have to sit with that and work through that. Go within, right? Yeah. I'm yep. moving forward because we are truly bringing through something so magnificent and so powerful that women can't stop. We have to keep moving forward. Yes. And I also, this was coming to me when we we're speaking about the anger is that we also have to allow that there is going to be some anger and that's okay, yep. Yep. right? We have to let it out and we have to let that come through and process it. And also the fact that the feminine is multifaceted. Like it's not always just this, it, it is the sacredness and sanctity of life itself, but it's also this prowess. The feminine is that which brings life, right? Yeah. And so we are by nature sensual and sexual and enticing because we entice things. That's we arouse yeah. things. That's what the yeah. feminine does because we arouse life itself. And yeah. so I, I put that out there because women also deserve to have fun with their bodies, with their yeah. sexuality. Yeah. And we've come more into that, but then we've almost just been sort of come a commodity, right? Like, oh, let's package this be again, rebellious, wild, like wild women, just like yes. letting it rip in terms of like, yes. this is what I am. And this is how I show up. And I'm unapologetically. Right. Totally. I couldn't agree more. Like I talk about that too. It's like tap into that, like primal women are beautiful. We're sexual, we're sensual. And 
like we bleed, we give birth. Like it's like, ah, it's like, it's so wild and untamed. Yeah. But then we do also nurture and mother and love and cultivate and hold and honor. We do, we are both. That's why we're so, that's why people are amazed by us. That's why, you know, men are in transpest because we're remarkable creatures, right? I couldn't agree more. Oh my goodness, Candace. Well, this has just been incredible. I feel like we could talk all day, but I know you got things to move on to, (laughs) but I appreciate you so much for those listening who can't wait to find out more about you, who are curious about working with you. How can they find you? So I'm going to give you a link. Hopefully you can put like in the notes or somewhere, but also they can find this on my, on my website. It's called the third eye activation process. And you can click on this link to connect with me and do a consultation. We can map out where you are. And this is complimentary, right? By the way, for your, for your audience. So this is a complimentary link. You get to hop on a call with me. I get to pull some intuitive wisdom for you. We get to tap into your org field, bring through messages from your guides, what your team wants to say. And we map out, okay, what's the best way to move forward? What do you need right now? Are you ready to develop your psychic mediumistic skills? Are you needing psychic somatics, which is tapping into the wisdom of the body first and learning how to process your emotions, learning how to swim and navigate through some of those rougher waters that we have Or are you ready for like the deepest work that I have, which is the ancestral alignments that I was talking about? That is like the pinnacle of my work right now. And that is where like, when you do that, you will not be the same. I can guarantee you will not feel the same about yourself after that course in the best way. So I really see where people are, whether they're meant for like the courses, if there's one-on-one, like where, where you're at and get a feel for everything. And again, just kind of pull some intuitive wisdom for you. And uh, I'll share that link. So you can find that link on candice.royal.com as well, slash third eye activation process. I'll leave the link with Whitney. You can also find me on Instagram at candice.royal.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Mediumship Muse. Mediumship Muse is kind of where I'm moving and shifting all the all the things that I do within my spiritual work really under that umbrella at Mediumship Muse. And Candice Reboyo is going to be where I do a lot more of my corporate breath work, my corporate clearings, my business stuff, where I'm kind of really working with, um, let's quote unquote, say like bigger names to like shift the energy there too. Um, so that money and resources and things are flowing in a lot more karmically conducive way. So there's many places to find me, get in touch, reach out to me on either of my Instagram platforms. And I love to hear your guys' feedback, how things were for you. Like I'm about building relationships. So it's not all about just click my link, like just DM me, like, let me know how this episode was for you, what you were inspired by, what came up for you. And, and, um, we'll, we'll chat. Fantastic. Well, Candace, thank you again so much. Have a Thank beautiful you. day. Keep working your magic, girl. You, you divine <laughs> angel. You, no, divine rebel angel. Yeah, the rebel angel. <laughs> but you're also divine. Take care. As are you, as are you, beautiful soul sister. Thank you so much, Whitney, for this platform and what you're doing for women and how you're empowering them and what you're waking them up to as well. It's so exciting. Thank you so much. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.